0: This evening, I want to to speak about examine yourself. Examine yourself. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13, 5 to 6. Examine yourself. Examine yourself, and it's myself too. Do I really believe the words of the master? Do I really believe them? Am I really in faith? Do I trust what he has said? Do I have a head knowledge of it or is it a revelation? Revelation is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit coming to change our lives completely. Now say if all have experienced what you have experienced, wonderful experiences in the Lord, if all that there is there is in salvation, then it cannot be. Because God's wisdom is infinite. Because we are going to be with him forever and ever and we'll never never stop being amazed at how God is. So that should begin right here. You should have begun right here. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? And I'm really going to emphasize on that. Let's let's look at the words of the master. Now he says, unless indeed you are disqualified, but I trust that you will know that we we are not disqualified. Examine yourselves. Think about your believing do you really believe and and i, I do believe that be, because you are here this evening because you're seeking you're seeking but but something that i want to see that do you know even as a uh, pastor minister of the gospel you have to examine yourself that do i really believe or I have come into uh free gear mode. I'm no longer engaged. I can make confessions. I can learn. Uh, you know you stay in the, in the, in the body of Christ for a long time, and, and even the, in, the, in the Word of Faith cycle, and, and you, can, you can confess. But that does not mean you believe. I've seen people say confessing I'm healed and they're dying. And they die but if you ask them do you believe oh yeah by the stripes of jesus i'm here yeah i'm here but they are dying oh, yeah though in everything i'd rather be confessing the word of god than unbelief you understand that yeah but but look at this the word is active the word is living the word of god is life it is his life his, him, and his word are one; they're inseparable. You remember, I kept saying this. I kept thinking, like, Lord, how can I uh, say this from the scripture? Remember, I, I've kept saying that God and His word huh? is one. You remember that? Did, did you doubt or you think that was an English class? Now, 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 look at this. I said, yeah, Lord, and I, and I went to for 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 the sake of that. Go to to. Deuteronomy chapter 4 I wasn't going to go to that place but this is big to a Jewish person Okay where am I chapter 6 verse 4 sorry Chapter six, verse four, not four six. You there? Now look at this in chapter four, verse six. Chapter six, verse four. It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." Now remember, the, that was big in the in the Jewish people. God is one. Now think about this. They didn't have even revelation of what we have: God the Son, God the, the, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But God is one. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's why I say God and His Word is one. Because He's one, He's God. Okay, now look at this. Let's go then uh, to John 14, 25. Examine yourself. Do you really believe the words of the master? And I'm going to do something here this evening. I believe that being led by the Holy Spirit exactly or not to do, is uh, I'm focusing on the word of God, the words of the master especially, Jesus Christ, so that as the, we are reading last Sunday about coming to Mount Sinai and... And also the day of Pentecost, they had prepared themselves. This is what it means. We are washing our clothes. How do you wash your clothes? The word. You find that in, a, you know, Jesus said this even, this Ephesians chapter 5. But Jesus said this in, in, in John chapter 15 verse 4, that you have been made what? Clean. Because of the words that I have spoken to you. So this is his living word. So you are going to take his living word to wash our clothes for the preparation. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So then we have to examine ourselves: Do we really believe? Let's wash our clothes, remove all unbelief, and have the right attitude of the living word of God. The Amplified Classic Version. I want us to look at that in 14:25 to 26. The Amplified Classic version of that. He says, uh, I have told you these things while I'm still with you. But then he says, by the Comforter, Counselor. Look at that Comforter. Counselor. That's the word Paraclete. Paraclete is Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby. He's our comforter. You may go through things, but if we really know how to rely on the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the words of the Master. He's our counselor. So think about this. Are we really believing the words of the Master and are we depending on the Holy Spirit to comfort us? Are we depending on him to counsel us? Or we have more counselors around us except the Master, except the Holy Spirit. Are we depending on Him to help us? I'm saying this, remember talking about, we examine ourselves, do we really trust the words of the Master? That what He says is the truth. The Holy Spirit has come exactly to comfort. Are we looking for comfort in other places? He's talking to a certain brother, uh, the, he has five children, and the, the, the fifth one one was born. Then the mother didn't come out of ICU, and, and she died. And then uh, it's been uh, close to a year now. It's getting close to a year. And I looked at him and I said, brother, with five children, the oldest is 11, and the youngest has been left a few days old. I said, brother, tell me if you didn't know the Lord, what could have happened? He says, I can't even imagine. And I said, mostly in the world, a man like that can go into whiskey, start drinking now. Man now drinks to, come on, to get into a world of fantasy, Escaping from reality to the world of fantasy. But leaves the children now being scolded by the devil. But then he comes now out of his stupor and it is becoming worse. But the brother has a smile on his face. Amen. He has so much hope. I told him, man, I can't even imagine being in your place. I can't. I can only... Trust the Lord for him to help you. And he has helped you close to a year now. I mean, comfort. You see the brother. You don't, you didn't know even he's gone through that. That's the amazing grace of God. Amen. That's the amazing grace of God. And what is he saying? You hear him. You listen to him soundly telling you how the Lord speaking to him. different areas of his life and guiding him and leading him into all truth that is the lord speaking to him and he's excited you know the things that the lord has been speaking to him knowing that there's no person that can ever replace his wife by the joy it's unimaginable and to say to look at my children almost a year later they are standing that's comfort. That's how, know how to tap into the comforter. I know he hasn't stood all day long. He's had his, you know, challenges and the devil's throwing arrows at him. But listen this. We must know how to draw comfort from the comforter. We look at the words of the master this evening. We're cleaning our garments. Counselor. Helper. Are we really depending on him to help us? Or are we looking for help from uh, help from other place? I don't know how many times I've sung this song with tears in my eyes. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. I know what that is. I know what that is. Uh, Grace, Grace, think about what happened last year and, and your that if you didn't have the helper, they've lost your mind. But God, but God, Grace, I mean, it, that's unimaginable. You can't even imagine. But listen to this. The helper, the counselor, the comforter. I, I say this, and I'm, I'm, let me say this again. I believe Time as you know it, chronos. <laughs> okay, time as you know it, is for, was created for redemption. Think of someone going through things, uh, or let me say it another, I think I said this past Wednesday, because everything we go through has an expiry date. Wait. And much of it is like milk. <laughs> Whatever the devil throws at us is like milk. The expiry date is that quick. <laughs> quick. Just leave that milk out there for some for some hours and it's gone. You need to tell the devil this. This is an expi- This is even not long life milk. <laughs> it has an expiry date to it, or with it, or on it. You, you, you understand that? Now, now look at this. That's, that's, our, that's the hope of our redemption. Amen. That whatever we go through is temporary. That's our hope right there. I mean, how, how, that's how you can find a person, is going a believer is going through things and is you can tell he's tired. And they can lift up their voices and say this, it is well. I know God is with me. Don't ever make a mistake to tell someone who's going through something, it is well with you, my sister. Nah nah nah. Nah, nah, nah. Don't ever do that. That those words were spoken by the woman who was going through things. It was her declaration of faith, it wasn't someone going to comfort her. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Don't say that, please. It's a cliche in our Kenyan culture. Oh, I know it's a difficult thing you're going through, my sister, but it is well. It's not well. It's not well. It's it's the, the sister who's supposed to say, you know what, my brother, it's difficult. But God, because of his grace, it is well, and I call it well by faith. It's good for it to come from the person, not from you with your cliches. When people are going through difficult times, all what they need is your presence. They will not remember words that you spoke, but your presence. I remember, sorry, Grace, remind you of this, but I remember her telling me that when the church came around me, I could feel that presence of God. And I, I saw what I needed and believers will come around me. All that I needed was that, just I could feel his presence coming around me. Sometimes, you know, the Bible says, no, <laughs> comfort yourself. <laughs> they don't remember any of those things. They remember that hug. The person was just here and looking at me and helping me. Comforter, helper, intercessor. Now let me tell you, let me say something about this. Are you relying on the Holy Spirit in your prayer time? Or you, you have your memo to God? And the Holy Spirit said, no, don't write it this way. No, it doesn't matter. I'm writing it anyway. Cain <laughs> insisted with his cabbage. Cain <laughs> told God, you are eating cabbages. So, but, but that, No, it doesn't matter. You are going to eat them. When I'm going to offer them to you. God didn't, didn't honor that that offering. <laughs> you understand? Of course, you know it wasn't cabbage. But <laughs> he insisted insisted on his way of offering to God. And God rejected that. And God dishonored that. Are we relying on the intercessor? And the amazing thing about intercession is when you can come into his presence and wait and listen, it's not like we're waiting on him. But listen, we are, we, are, we are staying in his presence to be quickened and for him to lead us into prayers that are in the heart of the master, in the heart of our God. That intercession is wonderful. You will not get tired. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. Advocate does what? Speaks on our behalf. Is that so? Huh? All right. Are we insisting on vengeance? We want to speak our own words or are we depending on him to speak in our behalf? Is our strengthener, oh, again, is my helper, is my strengthener, our by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Look at this. In my place to represent me and act on my behalf. Think about that. Do we really believe the words of the master? That every day I'm going where I'm going and because I have the Holy Spirit, I have Jesus himself and he's doing exactly what he could have done if he could have been present there on, 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 with me. Did, did, did that make, you know, uh, it's understandable? That in other words, he, he died, the Holy Spirit came to do Exactly what Jesus could have been doing if he was right here, present with you. Do we really believe the words of the Master? Do we really trust him? How much trust do you have? Or the time you are saying, "Keep quiet." That's the way we are talking. That's the time we are talking. But they need to know they hurt me. So I'm going to say, and the Lord said, just keep God, I'll fight this for you. No, no, no. How any you? That's a problem. Right there. But can, you, can we rely on the master that we can depend on him? Whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you how many things does that really, do we really believe those words? Remember examining ourselves, the Holy Spirit to teach us all things. All things. Our results, our dependence on him will change the results uh, completely different from what we've been having. To teach us all things, are we quick to pick up our phone calls, phones, and to call someone and say, "By the way, uh, I wanted to consult with you without consulting with him." It's always wonderful. Listen, to this I haven't done it all the time, but it's always wonderful when something is right in front of me, in front of you, and it's difficult, and you ask the Lord, and He gives you an answer, and then. Someone else says the same thing to you. That's all you need. That's a victory. Then, let me call Miss Ruth. And then she says it. And then she's done. She said, I really don't know if that is the Lord or not. But first, if you've had it in your spirit, and someone else speaks to you concerning the same thing, you have it made. You will know inside of you you are being led by the Holy Spirit. You will know inside of you you have the victory because you've heard from the Lord directing you. That's the victory. And listen to this. Your results increase now, become even better and better because you become so confident concerning the leading of the Holy Spirit. So he will teach you how many things? All things. Do you really believe those things? Remember, we've read them, we've sung them, we've spoken, we've prayed. But do we really believe, even right now, as you leave this place, you come out of this, and I believe the words of the master. The Holy Spirit is teaching me all things. Has nothing to do with never tell me anything. Now I'm quitting that school. Because I can, I can learn all things by myself. Now that, that's now foolishness. Do you understand? I'm no longer in But really depending on the Holy Spirit to teach us. Again, I was talking to a certain gentleman, very uh, senior person in business, and and I asked him, so how is business? Very educated person. Do you understand? That probably, you have his name, and and, and people think, oh my goodness, I want to associate myself with such and such a person. He says, it's really difficult. I said, okay, tell me more about that. He says, it has come to be a reality is not what you know, is what the Lord, especially for us believers, he will speak to you. Because there are no natural answers to the things the world is facing. Listen to me, careful. And I'm going to speak in some weeks, maybe after this Sunday, I'll be speaking about hearing, about hearing, the heart condition. I'll be speaking about that. Listen to this. The, the things that we are facing right now, they're impossible to the natural people. And if you are not going to rely on the Holy Spirit, then we are going to be just like the world. And you have one challenge after another with no answers. Almost about speaking about hearing. Hey, let's talk about uh, Noah. What did he do? He had his, 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 his masters in, a, in, a, in a boat making, arc decorations, and manufacturing enterprises worldwide. No, he didn't. He had. He had and obeyed. What about Abraham? He had and obeyed. What about Moses? He had and obeyed. What about every one of them? They had and obeyed. Will we be exempted in our generation? No. We're in a better covenant. He's given us. The master himself Say this: he, he will teach you all things. And he'll cause you to recall, remind, will remind you of, uh, of bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Now, those are the words of the Master. Let's go to the next one. Over here. Taking some time just to go into that. Let's go to John 16. There are several scriptures there. Let me read from the Amplified Classic where we rich, we'll reach, you'll reach, and we'll continue on Friday. I, like the old King James says, beseech you, by the masses of God, Don't hear these words and just say, that was wonderful Wednesday prayer, Wednesday meeting. Ponder. Wake up tomorrow morning pondering, do I really believe the words of the master about the Holy Spirit? Have I been in church for so long until the words of the master do not uh, mean anything to me? Do I really believe them? what he said the Holy, the, about the Holy Spirit. And, and listen to what he says this, um, in chapter 16, because these are all his words. There's his ministry to the world, and I'm not going to deal with that now, but let's go to verse 12. There's his ministry to the world, to convict the world of righteousness, you know, of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. But let's, let's go to verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them or take them upon you or to grasp them now. What's that? I have a lot to tell you. He's telling his disciples. But I have a limitation. It's you. This is the ceiling I have. You. But he says this. There's one who's coming to remove that ceiling. You you see that? Can Can you imagine that? Hey, you, you have your little child and all that. You have so many things to... Mama, remember when your child, you have so many things you could explain to this child. Many things, but you couldn't. They couldn't comprehend them. But it's amazing of children how they learn language quickly and vocabulary. I mean, I've seen a little Tina for, for some time when she, she, goes, she goes, she says some words. I thought, wow, where did you get that from? You have some vocabulary. She came with no English word. A year later, she has this big words. will come out of her, and say, wow, 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 wow. Where did you get that from? <laughs> they learn so quickly. It's, it's, it's amazing. Look at this. God wants us to, he wants to teach us. And he says this, I have so many, I still have many things to say to you, but you're not able to bear them or take them upon you or to grasp them. Let's go to the next one. We're going to be amplified today. But when the spirit of truth the truth-giving spirit comes. Let's clean the garment here. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, we must be truthful. We must be truthful. We must be people who love the truth. Just that. We love the truth. And if you listen to this, because we love the truth, we can disarm the truth. What is leading right now in the world? The spirit, actually. Deception. But listen to this. What are deception? Lies. What's the title of the master of, lie, of darkness? The father of lies. Listen to this then. We must disarm the truth, but not without the Holy Spirit. Not without the Holy Spirit. The truth will come out. More and more we'll know. We may not know everything. But think about those people going down to Shakahola. What are they looking? Most generally, they are seeking. But because you are seeking, you have to know the path, the right path. And it's the word. The word is is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. No matter who says it, I still have to go back to the Word of God, the truth. They're seeking. They're seeking. Probably even those, all of them, to the Jesus of what? Tongareno or something. They're seeking. <laughs> They're seeking. <laughs> during, during, during resurrection season. Some guys who said you are going to crucify you. <laughs> he, 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 he reported to the police, is that so? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I saw him say, he said that, but I was, cruci- I was already crucified. I don't need to be crucified again. <laughs> there are people with character. <laughs> Yeah, because if you say you are Jesus, then we are going to crucify you over instances or the way they call it. And the guy said, No, no, no. <laughs> First, you want to report. <laughs> Can you imagine Jesus going to report that they are about to crucify him? <laughs> report to the Roman emperor. <laughs> Give me protection. <laughs> Anyway, let's go back to our truth. They're not that one. There's no truth in that. But when the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell you whatever he has from the Father. He'll give the message that has been given to him, and he'll announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Do we really believe the words of the Master? If we really believe the word of the master, hearing God is our norm. Hearing and obeying him is day-to-day life. We know it. We know it. We know it. Why do we get stuck? Because our hearing is dull. How can we activate our hearing when you believe the words of the master concerning the Holy Spirit? Oh, we're going to check out some things uh, there. Okay, look at this. Let's go to the next one. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, drawn upon what is mine, and he will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. And then go to the next. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I say that He, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine. How many things? Everything that belongs to the Father. And He will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Think about if you know the answers to everything in front of you. Hey, if you had, which you have, but listen to this, if you had someone standing right here and he knows everything, how much you really rely on him? How much do we really believe the words of the master what he says concerning the Holy Spirit everything will accelerate success in everything we do everything you know you're near a small boy and you you go around the other bigger boys you know uh, other uh, Age man, but you have a, a bigger brother, oh, you feel good. That the other brother will leave you one day and you'll go and you'll meet those boys without him. <laughs> you understand? But if you feel good, you, you know this guy can fight. I don't know, I've gone to places, people, and then you know they have access to places, you know, and you are with them. When you go there, all did, you, you never open your mouth. It's them who say, Nikonai. you just don't have to open your mouth nothing now think about the Holy Spirit how much God has given him to us who knows all things do we really believe the words of the master Do we really believe him for the things that you've been going through? If we really believe, we need to examine ourselves. If we really believe, then our results should be different. Better than anything that you've ever experienced. I really have had to think about this. Do I really say the words that I say? Do I really believe them? My God shall supply. I really had to dig and dig and dig dig. In fact, there's a situation that started coming up and, and I said, I, 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 thought about, I, I thought about it and I, and I said this, devil, you want me to believe your words than the words of the master? In other words, for me to accept that is not going to work means that I, have, I don't trust the words of the master, I trust your words, which are lies. Do you really believe the words of the master concerning the Holy Spirit? Let's go to the next, some, some things here. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Because of time I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. Remember what I told you that they, they wash their clothes. And they were ready to meet with him on that, on, in, the, in Mount Sinai. But we see that, we see even later on, in which I mentioned, I mean, we read even last, last, last Sunday in that verse 14, they all continue in prayer. But the amazing thing is this church. He's raised from the dead. Some were even doubting of his resurrection. And he leaves them. During those 40 days, there's so many things that are happened. And he leaves them. He goes, he ascends to heaven. In fact, when he's ascending at Mount Olives, they're still looking up. Until the angels had to appear and say, what are you looking for? Why are you still having your eyes up? This Jesus is gone. He's come. he'll come the same way. Angels, can you imagine those guys? I don't know if they're going to be at dark and they're still looking up as if it's coming. And the he has told them, you're looking at me as if you don't, you don't know what I'm, I'm seeing from the scriptures. Come on now, let me, let me show you here. <laughs> Sometimes you are so interested in the way you look at me when I'm saying something. Well, let's see over here. Which is the one who says very, very good, is it? No, you cannot be. It should be Luke. I think Luke is the one. Luke is detailed. Okay. Come on. Man of Galilee. What is that? This um, Jesus. You don't know who it is? Okay. In a moment, I'll give to you. Don't worry. Thank you Lord. This same Jesus. That's the way he'll come back. Hello why is this? Amazing grace. Oh yeah, that was, still yeah, that's Acts chapter 1. And you all are not saying anything. Look at this in verse verse 9. But we'll come back to verse, back there, okay? Look at this. Now when he had spoken these things while they washed, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And when they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up in heaven? This guy is gone. <laughs> you know, you know, Why are you still gazing up in heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Remember, I, I don't know if what time they are going to go to the upper room if angels had not, had not come. Are you seeing the people that he left? There's one who was coming, who was coming to change the game and it's the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing that? He's told them he's going, ascending to the Father. He had spoken to him for four years. And then he ascends and they are. Uh, angels intervened before they had a uh, stiff neck. <laughs> That's a master of God right there. Angels intervened before this man could have. Men of Galilee. Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? Can you think like? Did you go? Did he go? Did, did he Peter? Did he go? I, I'm seeing someone like him. <laughs> did he go? I don't know, but you know, come, come, come this side. Okay, there are too many appearing. I don't know who that. Is. Now, men of Galilee. <laughs> Do you ever imagine these things until you see them as? been real. Men of Galilee, that's God's intervention right there. We don't know for how long they could have been there. Probably they could have even forgotten about the upper room. But the Lord is helping them, just like he's been doing to you and to me. So look at this. Let's go back then. Uh, in then in chapter 4, he says, and being assembled together with them, we commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. C- can you see that he had just told them Okay, he just told him, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John truly baptized with the water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not, not many days from now. Therefore, they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of, to Israel? He is talking another realm. They have an understanding of the natural realm. What are they thinking? When are we going to topple over the Roman government? They're still thinking that way. And look at this. He said this. And he said to them, it's not for you to know such times or seasons the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And the the first thing that happened in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit was this. They shall receive what? Power. Do we really believe the words of the Master? Do we really believe the words of the Master? Now look at this. If we still have to think about the Holy Spirit and meditate until life is coming from these words of the Master, we shall never be without power. How many people have you heard believe and say, I feel powerless? Why is that so? Because not examine themselves if they're in the faith. Faith in what? Faith in the words of the master concerning the Holy Spirit. I read a book years ago by Dr. Miles Monroe. I still have it. The most important person in the earth. And it's not you. <laughs> You're not God's gift to <laughs> to, to, heart, to my humanity. It's the Holy Spirit. The most important person there is the Holy Spirit. Do we really believe the words of the Master? I want you when you pray to think about that. I want you before you start reading and you start uh, you face a situation you, before then you need to start thinking. Do I really believe what the Lord said? Because if I do, I'll act differently. How many times have you felt like shaken to go to someone? You like, I don't know what they will say. Hmm? I had the Holy Spirit speak to me over and over and over again until he told me, go and tell her. What I've been telling you for the last nine months. Wow, 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 wow! I've given testimonies to my friends, close friends, but now I'm going to face her. You see that the, the thing about th- that is Tina. Do you know the first thought? Actually, is this thinking about yourself? The first thing that uh, mostly uh, men, you understand, know, they think is. Uh, you'll reject us." What about if she says no? What has that to do with anything? I asked anyway. And sure enough, she said, forget about it. <laughs> but I was too full to be moved. <laughs> you understand? I laughed. I laughed. So then, that preparation is critical. What about if you know that the Lord has spoken to you and you needed just to ask and you think like? Maybe, maybe they, they will not accept. But why don't you ask? You, you understand? Why don't you ask? Why don't you trust the helper? Lord, I sense you've been speaking to me and over and over again, I'm going just to ask. Um and you asked. And everyone who's ever been married, they'll tell you they asked. And every lady who's ever been married, they'll tell you they were asked. Yeah. (laughs) They asked. So so look at this then. Something that I want to to bring to your attention. The Holy Spirit not only came upon us, but is in us. The helper. So I want to change, to shift this a little bit because on Friday we're going to go in another direction. I wanted to sow some, some thoughts into you from the Word of God. He's in you. Do you really believe that? Are we depending on the help within? Are we depending on the strength of God from within? Are we depending on his voice from within? What are some of the things that he says that we we need to be aware of so that we don't lose that strength from within? He's there. He's in us. But there are some things that can happen that will sadden him and grieve him. Let's go to Ephesians 4.30, the Amplified Classic Version. Then we read some scriptures, then we go a certain direction. Okay, Ephesians 4.30, Amplified Classic Version. Before then, please, let's go to Acts chapter 2. Very familiar scripture, but that's what we are dealing with this time with familiarity. We've sung him. We've prayed him. Holy Spirit, help us. We've prayed, but do we really believe what the word says concerning the Holy Spirit? And are we acting that way concerning what the Holy Spirit says? Of course, every one of us we have to develop and grow. But I've sat down with people and I know things about them by the Holy Spirit. And initially, I'll do this. And it's okay to do so. And I say, Candy, will I be right if I say that such and such a thing has been happening in your life? And the say, yeah. And then he wanted to do da-da-da regarding it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. It's good to ask that way. Instead of saying, the, the Lord told me. Do you understand that? It's better even to say that. Oh, will I be right if such and such, if I said such? And, and many times I've gotten the answers right that way. There's sometimes, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've heard the person say, no. But I know that voice to be deceived by the person's no. And I've heard sometimes people leave and at some point they call. I ask, thank God that anointing that was upon Peter that dealt with Ananias and Sapphira was not on me. You know, I, said, I could have had some funerals. <laughs> but I've had, I'm telling you many times, I've had someone call and say, Pastor, forgive me. They don't say, most they don't say I lied. They say I didn't tell you the truth. I say, then i say, so you lied. As another, another individual, I fell for that individual. Oh, that was bad. I, I could not imagine that happening to me. I then thought about this. Think about this. You've lied. Mm-hmm. Openly, I mean, just something came up. And then you've lied to me. I'll give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> you've lied to me. And then about 25 minutes later, I get the what he told me was a lie, and I get more information regarding that accurate concerning that individual. I'm telling you, I was getting agitated. I wanted to call rather than I realized I'm not, I was not ready. Now I was going to call in my wrath, not not the leading of the Holy Spirit. I kept quiet. But when the opportune time came, do you know what was the opportune time? After prayer. And listening to the Lord early in the morning the first call was this you lied to me I cannot imagine anyone say that to me I fell for the individual that was bad but the individual that no one had not called at that time when I knew about it the Lord had dealt with the heart of the individual he said Yes, pastor, I did. I lied to you. I've lied to God. I've sinned against God. Forgive. <laughs> that was that. Quick. That's repentance. On and on and on. Just coming out of it. I said, wow, wow, wow. That was God now. Why did I come into that? Why you, have you been lying? Oh, no, just listen. <laughs> listen to this. It's, you have to develop the listening, the hearing, and all that. But first, the uh, church, we must trust the words of the master. Amen. Do we really believe what he says concerning the Holy Spirit? Now, look at this. So, so, look at this. They had what he said. They acted. Verse 14, sorry. Chapter 1, verse 14. Uh, where we reach, then we reach, and then he continue next week. So, uh, on Friday. Look at this in verse 14. This all continued. Sorry, from verse 12 says, then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Do you see how much, how much time the angels saved them? Because this is a Sabbath day journey. If they could have continued gazing. You see that? That's still the Lord's help. They could have still been gazing. It's Sabbath day's journey. And then, uh, and which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. And then you have Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, the sons of Alpheus, and the, the, the Simon, the Zealot. Da, 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 da. But I want you to see something here. From Then we'll come back there. That was not part of this, but I want to say this over here. <clears throat> Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. Let's start from verse 3 for the sake of time. For I delivered to you first of all, which are also Received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse 4. 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 4. That he was buried and, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Let's go to the next one. And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After, he has seen by, after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. And that he was seen by James, then all, all the apostles. The last of all you are seen by me also, as by one born out of Judah. So the, all these 500, they saw him at once. You have wondered, were they at the Mount Olivet? Hmm? They saw him. But we find that it was 120 who are waiting for the promise. You see, you see what I'm saying? It's 120 who are waiting for the promise. Will i be right to say that he had been seen by many, but when he was saying, actually still, some people, probably some didn't even want to think, oh my goodness, I'm not going to wait. This this person died. We didn't know if he was going to resurrect. His disciples, he resurrected, we've seen him. But now what am I going to wait for the next, I don't know until when. We need to go to do some work they remain 120 so they were gathering at the upper room let's go I wanted you to see that but let's go to that Acts chapter 1 so they are all gathered there and then verse 14 these all continued on according prayer and our supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with these, with these brothers so when the promise had been given they trusted the words of the master, and they were waiting. Sometimes you all you need to think about this, uh, people like, like Noah. It had never rained on earth. So you couldn't say, like, this is how rain looks. You understand? And, and, and remember, he didn't build the ark for three days. Decades. He's still building. Think about all the wicked men in that generation, maybe will come around and say, No, what did you say? It's going to rain. What? What is rain? I don't know, but God said. How does it look like? Why would you depend on something that you've never seen? Okay? Let me tell you about the disciples. They never known who the Holy Spirit was. Who was he? How was he going to come? But their expectation. Why? Their faith in the words of the master brought the, brought the manifestation. That's what I'm saying. How much do you trust the words of the Master? They are trusting the words of the Master brought the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. How much do we trust him? He's in us. He's our helper. He's our counselor. He's our comforter. He's our intercessor. That's exactly what he said. How much do we trust the master that we can take him at his word and say, Lord, you said it. I believe it. I'm going to act on it. No matter what I'm going to face, I don't know. I'm going to depend on what you've said in my life. All right. So look at this then in in chapter 2. Remember, they don't know. Sometimes in this generation, we know too much. But we do little with what we know. Did you hear what I said? I like saying it in this manner. In our generation, we have too much knowledge. Unfortunately, much of it is shallow. We have too much knowledge at hand. I mean, that nowadays so easy. You know, Google, like, do you know that man? No. Let's check out. Oh, okay, he married, and then, oh, okay, all right. Oh, that's the man, okay. And we trust that. We trust that. I no longer see in homes in big encyclopedia. <laughs> Maybe in Professor Jude, <laughs> We can still find father. But, but it's, you ever seen one? You see, she's never seen. Can you imagine she's never seen? She's never seen. You see they never saw those things. You ever saw Oxford Univ- Oxford Dictionary? Yeah? Huh? You know she's not even sure. As mama. Now think about that. That there's there's too much knowledge now fingertips. But listen to this. Much of it is shallow. The depth of anything is in the seeking. You seek, you believe, you trust, it changes you. How many messages do you have nowadays of word of faith? The Holy Spirit. I gave my life to Christ in the mid-90s. I remember, you know, get a tape. Of Dr. Maurice Cerulo video. This one I was given by of Renard Bong. Can you imagine I've I'm been born again and he was preaching in Eldoret? I remember that pre- preaching from First Thessalonians chapter one verse five. And uh, and I listen and I listen and I tap. You'll hear of this. As I've gotten a video. Can you go watch? Yeah, let's go watch. You sit down. I mean the same one goes round and round and round and round. Limited access to knowledge. But seekers. Now is that? Ah, hey nan. Bishop Jex, I ngoje niangalie channel nyingine. Jana Kenneth Copeland. We won't game muda mrefu. Acha niangalie kwa TikTok. that's that's the culture now be aware of that be cautious that you don't have too much knowledge but you don't believe of the words spoken be cautious of that I mean you have even the president inviting some people and it's a meeting that no cameras, but after that, after some time, it's the news that have come to us anonymously, and you see the camera, you know, the video still showing up. Now they're like, how don't supposed to be here? And even them, they didn't know. We say that people should not come with phones on, on and on, but still, it leaked. <laughs> have you noticed that? <laughs> As I started in church whoever one Wednesday evening, had my phone this way. You know that? I, say, I don't know. That phone, I'm not sure, because nowadays people put this on their record. And they're recording. When I see a phone that, I say, no, I'm dealing with a pastor here. <laughs> Can you imagine they do that? I didn't know that. Nowadays even with a baton. They have cameras. Information goes like wildfire, and they're amazing. The sad thing is this. People believe it so fast. Be quick to believe the words of the master. Be slow to believe any person that will give you information. When you're dealing with the truth, you're quick to believe the words of the master, but you're slow to believe anyone that gives information. Let's go quickly, then we wind up, okay? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing might wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They were expecting, but they didn't know what. But the expectation attracted God to do his will in their generation. We have to up our expectation. And he says this. Um, they will appear to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And it goes on talking about that. They expected the Holy Spirit. They didn't know. They knew it was the promise of the Father. They didn't know how he was going to come. They didn't know what he was going to do. But the Master has told us what is, is he came to do? So in other words, we guard our hearts against anything that goes contrary to the words of the master that you have looked at. We, we wind up quickly. I'll bring this and then we can wind up with that. Let's go to Ephesians 4.30 from the Amplified Classic Version. He says this, And do not grieve... The Holy Spirit of God. So the master told us, when he comes, what he will do. Paul starts writing to the church, to us believers. The master said, but these are some of the things that you need to be aware about the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. Jesus had not talked about vexing, grieving the Holy Spirit. You yes, say the work he was coming to do. But didn't you know, Apostle Paul now nice is bringing more light? Also, in the teachings of Jesus. By whom you are sealed, marked, branded as God's own secured. For the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ, from evil, and the consequences of sin. Now, look at this. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Go back there. Of, do not offend or vex or sadden in him. In other words, he's in us. But don't you know, if we grieve him, if we offend him, if we vex, Or him. All what Jesus said he will do, he will not do through us. Hmm? If someone has come to help you and is grieved, is offended, is saddened. Saddened by what? Uh, I don't think we'll go into that, but let's go to the next one. I don't see if we'll have much time. Did you? Can I imagine I'm saying I don't think I'll go into that and I'm going. So he says this, let all bitterness, so these are things then that will grieve him. Yeah. Are you seeing that? Clean. So he says, immediately after that grieving, then he said, these are things that will grieve him. Bitterness, indignation, wrath, passion, rage, bad temper. How many people say that? Mimi on a serambaya. I don't think that that's a badge. To be owned. Have you, have you ever heard people say even believe a Sri Empire? <laughs> but that's what grieves the Holy Spirit. Resentment, anger, animosity, quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or business of any kind. Would you go read in your own time and just before the Lord really and start cleansing yourself before we meet on Friday? Jen, yeah. I'm doing this, and and it goes on. Is there verse thirty-two? And become what useful? Can you see that's the Holy Spirit doing? And helpful, and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate. Now that's the fruit of the Spirit now moving out of us. But before we do, verse 31, we cannot experience verse 32. Okay? Because the Holy Spirit, remember, said, do not grieve him. He's already in us. So what are some of the things in our lives that are grieving the Holy Spirit? And do you know the root of all that is unbelief? Because you don't believe the words of the master to deal with those things. All right? Okay. That's that. So that's the assignment before we meet on Friday, all right? Then you can be, let's go to Ephesians 5, 15 to 21, the amplifier, not classic, the amplified, and then we wind up with that. Tell you we are cleaning our clothes. <laughs> all right? And then it says, this, therefore, see what? That you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. And then I'm going to say, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Go to the next one. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless. But understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Go to the next one. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. You've noticed that, maybe you've never drunk. But there's the drunk drinking wine is wickedness. There's corruption, stupidity. Instead of that, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Hold right there. I want to read something here from my Bible. That's Ephesians 5. Right there. Just stay right there. I want to read something. Here I saw. It says this. It says that do not get drunk with wine, for this is wickedness, corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly... Guided by Him. Look at this. To be filled is to be guided. He will come and guide you into what? Into all truth. So to be filled, actually, not only to be filled, is but is to be guided. The Lord spoke to me, and I've said this several times. Now that you have known how to enter into my presence, I want you to learn how to dwell. Now that you have learned how to enter into my presence, I want you to learn how to dwell to dwell in the presence of God is to live a spirit-filled life. All right? But listen to this, what he says is, the Greeks had a, had a tradition of holding drinking parties called in the singular a symposium. <laughs> symposium, yeah? Listen to this, where the object was to sing the praises of the pagan gods while becoming drunk. That's like Mugidhi. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) sorry. But is that not so? When they get drunk, what do they sing? Now, you are taking it pastoral. So, do you go to Mugidi night? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Look at this. The Greeks had a tradition of holding drinking parties. What happens in those nights? Don't, don't, don't enter anywhere to go check and say, I, I, was, I was going to check out so that I can answer. I can answer the pastor next time when they. <laughs> no, what do you have in to to those drinking parties? That's exactly what they are. After they drink, and they, 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 then the object was called in the singular symposium, where the object was to sing the praises of the pagan gods while becoming drunk. Perhaps with this tradition in mind, Paul instructs believers to be filled instead with the Holy Spirit and to sing meaningful praises to God. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Instead of those pagans. I mean, they, they do. I mean, mo- most of those are uh, people. Anyway, and you are not going to a night. <laughs> Now, but, but look at this, what follows next. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit and doing what? Constantly guided by Him. And it goes to the next one. Speak to one another. You see when you are spirit, spirit-filled? Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. That's a spirit-filled life. And then it goes on. Always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For how many things? All All things. And then it goes to the next. Being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then it goes on. That's wonderful. They are wives. That's a spirit-filled also instruction. But we won't go into those wives, submit to your husband, and be on and on. Okay? Do You get something? The first scripture we read was in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourself. Examine. Can you put it there, please? I want to end with this. The first scripture we read, 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. It says, Test and evaluate yourself yourself to see whether you're in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examining ourselves is this: Do we really trust the words of the Master, what he says concerning the Holy Spirit? Because there is more. I encourage you to go read the book of Acts in your own time. In fact, I've heard a Bible teachers say this. It should have been read, it should, be, it should have been called the Acts. Of the Holy Spirit. It was not the work of men there is the Holy Spirit in operation. Do we really believe as you are coming during this Pentecost? I believe there are waves and waves and waves that the Lord wants us to experience concerning His Holy Spirit and usher us into higher realm of His will and of His purposes. Do we really believe the words of the Master. I want you when you're reading the Bible tomorrow morning, when you wake up on Friday morning, and during the day whatever time you have to meditate on this: Do I really believe what the Lord says about about me, about the Holy Spirit? If so, am I relying on Him? Am I depending on Him to help me make decisions? And it will become better because you'll start examining yourself. There are areas in your life that you really don't believe. You can say them, you can quote them, but you don't believe. How long will these people not believe me for after having seen all the miracles? Do you remember that those are the, uh, the words of God concerning the children of Israel? They saw and so and so, but they didn't believe them. Believing is what changes everything. We truly believe for Him, for provision. We truly believe Him to help us. We truly believe Him to be our by, our comforter, and we'll see the results that he says we can have. So I want you to examine yourself, and we'll see you on Friday. Stand up on your feet, please. I say like, but I thought you were going to pray and pray and pray and pray. Prayer is not what makes faith work. Faith is what makes prayer work. And, and, and if you believe right, you'll pray right. Have you ever prayed and after that you are done and Father, we believe and pray, amen, but you don't believe. Because what follows next, when you are asked concerned in that situation, realize, I really don't believe. So do we really believe the words of the mass? So lift up your, your heart to the Lord as we pray and come into the end of this. I know the Lord has spoken to you. I want you to start just a little bit of this time and to lift up your heart to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Jesus thank you for the price you paid for us thank you for the promise of the Father that you said you'll come and he dwells in us Forgive us for many times that we have vexed him, grieved him, because we didn't believe your words, Master. We want our clothes clean, we want our faith working. Thank you for the precious blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for help, helping us even to examine ourselves. As we are coming to this season, again, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Breathe upon us. You are in us. want you to have your way in our lives in everything we do. Thank you for preparing our hearts, helping us to prepare our hearts for what the Lord has in store for us. Thank you for the work of your spirit, Father, in our midst this evening. Thank you for having touched our hearts. And I pray, Father, that these have not just been words, but this is the Holy Spirit working in our hearts to bring the will of God to pass. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for your help. Thank you for all that you've done. I can only trust your word you've said, so shall your word be. That goes out of your mouth, it shall, not it shall not return to you void, but it shall accomplish what you please and prosper in the thing that. So thank you for these words. I've read your words by faith, spoken them by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I claim a harvest. They return not to you void, they return to you not void, the accomplishing that you said you should send them for them to accomplish, Father. Thank you this evening. Thank you for the precious blood upon our lives. Thank you for our giving. We give according to your word. You've said, Give, and it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto our bosom? So we examine our faith in our giving, examine ourselves in our giving, but we do it by faith, depending on you, Father. We thank you and we praise you. We thank you for every seed multiplied, back to your people, in Jesus' name.